Brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor. By Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. And by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. Influential he was to your life and to a lot of lives of broadcasters. He was just such a gentleman. And I'm one of my real takeaways from the from the NCAA tournament was looking down at your spotting board and seeing the fact that you had that you had Frank recognized on there. I thought that was so cool. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. And what we do is uh, a tribute to him as well as all the Baylor players that have come before. John, think of, of the stuff that you and I have stolen from Frank Fowler. Yeah. I mean, just in, from approach to words to descriptions to phrases, love of Baylor, all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, so as, as we think about Big 12 championship, Frank Fowler is one of, one of the many people who would love this day. And here we go. Now. From the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Hi and welcome, John Morris, Ward White's in studio on this Wednesday afternoon. Maybe you can tell from the open, it is, uh, it is Frank Fallon's birthday today. So we want to recognize him, honor him, Frank, uh, the voice of the Baylor Bears for 43 years and uh, passed away in 2004. Frank would have been 91 years old today. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. John Morris and Ward Whites. And uh, Ward, uh, Frank is a guy that uh, had a lot of impact uh, on a lot of people in broadcasting and outside of broadcasting. He was just such a gentleman, such a great representative of Baylor University. And it wasn't just Baylor. I mean, he was doing the Baylor games, but he was so well-respected that he was doing South Southwest Conference basketball TV games every week, and the other coaches in the Southwest Conference were okay with that just because Frank was so so fair and did such a great job for their schools and for the league. And that's where I remember him from more than anything else was when he was doing those Southwest Conference basketball games. You'd tune in, and he had that iconic voice, and uh, it was just a calming voice to that he had yeah very much so uh what a great voice and you know god-given voice but the great thing about frank was he didn't rely just on his uh on his voice he prepared so well it's one of the best things i learned from him was preparation uh was the key and uh, i got to work with him doing football games for eight years then succeeded him at baylor um and actually started because of those tv games because of those southwest conference tv games that's uh when i got my start doing some Baylor games because I'd fill in for him on a Saturday when he had a conflict and for the most part it was pretty much every Saturday when there were conference games going on Mm -hmm. so I started filling in for him in 1984 and then worked with him starting in 1987. How about that? Yeah, so that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Pretty good place to learn, huh? Uh, Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No better learning experience than uh, working with and being around Frank Fallon. Uh, 2001 Chris Schinkel Award winner, which goes to, uh, it's a national award that goes to the National Broadcaster of the Year, and it recognizes someone that uh, is associated with a school, so it is primarily a, a college broadcasting award, and Frank won that in 2008. 
and won uh, numerous times. Uh, Texas Broadcaster of the Year. Uh, he's in the Texas High School Football Hall of Fame. Um, that's something that uh, maybe a lot of people don't think about, but all the years he was doing Baylor, he was doing high school games on Friday nights, and I think it was 45 years that he did high school football broadcast. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's that is amazing. For a stretch, he was he would do a high school game on Friday night. He would do a Baylor game on Saturday, and then he did the Oilers for a few years in there, and do the Oilers on Sunday. How would you like that schedule? Whoa. Friday, Saturday, what Sunday. a weekend! Yeah, exactly. What a weekend! Exactly. Boy, and talk about getting your spotting boards done. Exactly. How hard would that have been? Yeah. So you know, you know what uh, your spotting boards look like and what mine look like. Mm-hmm. Very similar. You want to mm-hmm. know what Frank's looks like? Mm-hmm. Frank's was basically, and this was for the Baylor games, and I'm guessing it was the same for the others, but he would uh, have a, uh, in, al- in not alphabetical, in numerical order, the rosters of both teams. Mm-hmm. He would put them on c- two separate clipboards, and that was his spotting board. Oh, my. Yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, my. Can you believe that? Have no. you ever heard of anybody no. that did it that way? No, I have not. But he would That's basically. Amazing. I know it is. I, I, mean, mean, I mean, that is absolutely amazing. For our listeners, the way it is for for us and for most of us is you have, um, you know, one side of it, say, is Baylor's offense. And then in the quarterback, you know, where the quarterback position would be in there, you'd have first team, second team, third team. Same for offensive linemen, kind of lined up where when you look at the field, it, mm-hmm. it lines up with that. And that's, that's a typical spotting board. But for Frank, it was the rosters, and that's all he needed. I mean, he would uh, – I never asked Steve or Frank or anybody this, but almost like he had a photographic memory that he could mm-hmm. look at that and know the names and, uh, and bring them up on, on demand. That's, that is so amazing that he was able to do that. Not only – you know, just for your home team that you're calling each and every week, that's one thing. But to know the be able to find the other guys yeah. from the opposing team, yeah. that's when you really need your spotting boards more than any, especially when you get toward the end of the season. For me, toward the end of the season, I'm really relying on the spotting boards for the information for the other team because you've kind of gradually have an idea about what you've done. For that's the pre- right. Previous for your nine, team. Yeah, right. for, for the, the previous team. nine weeks. You still right. have it in front of you right. for emergencies, but – you know, to to be able to just have that, just a roster with the numerals, I, I don't know how he did it. <laughs> one of the more amazing, amazing. Yeah, one of the more amazing things about Frank uh, was recognized uh, he did uh, he did track and field as as well as anyone. Being a PA announcer, mm-hmm. he was unbelievable because of that that recall and that memory. Um, he was so good doing track and field. He did all the Baylor meets for many years. He did the Texas relays for mm-hmm. many, many years and uh, was inducted into their Hall of Fame, Hall of uh, Honor for the Texas relays because of that. And, of course, he did the Final Four PA work for uh, for 21 years. Started in 1978 in St. Louis was the first year he did it. Uh, his last year doing that was 1998 in San Antonio wow. where he, uh, he was born in El Paso but really grew up in San Antonio, went to school there so he finished in 1998 and uh do you know the story of how that came about how frank started doing the final four no i do not there's a guy named dave k wood that worked at baylor in media 
relations, Dave left Baylor, went to the NCAA Mm -hmm. uh, in a communications role. And the NCAA for a while there, for many years really, was using just whoever the home PA announcer was at the site of the Final Four you know, their arena, their PA guy. Right. And the NCA decided, you know, we'd, we'd rather have our, a person of our choosing and someone that we can be consistent with every year. And Dave K. would uh, said to this group, I'm paraphrasing, but he said to this group, I've got the guy for you. <laughs> and he called Frank and asked if he'd be interested. And Frank said, absolutely, what do I need to do? And uh, Dave said, well, just send us an audition tape. I'll play it for everybody here and you'll be good. And Frank said to Dave Kaywood, I don't have an audition tape doing PA. Uh, what should I do? He said, well, just put something on tape and send it to us, and it'll be fine. So Frank uh, goes out to the Heart of Texas Coliseum mm-hmm. and records into a, onto a cassette just him doing introductions, you know, like a PA announcer would. He records that, sends the tape up to Dave Kaywood, and sure enough, there's the guy right there. <laughs> we got there. our guy. Yeah. Had to kind of create his own <laughs> audition tape, um, but you knew it was going to come out very well, and Frank did it Did it perfectly. I mean, he's as good a PA guy as there ever was mm-hmm. also, and thus was born him doing PA for the Final Four. Wow, that's, that's that great? really cool. Isn't that great? And we really saw, cool. We saw Jim Nance in uh, Indianapolis, talked to him a couple of times, and Jim was always so gracious toward Frank. Always mentioned his name. You know, he'd, he'd turn the broadcast. He said, now for our starting lineups, here's mm-hmm. our PA announcer, Frank Fallon. He would do that every year, which was really cool. And Jim, of course, University of Houston guy, uh, you know, was in school when Frank was in, you know, at the height of his career. So he knew about him and appreciated him. Mm-hmm. So that was always nice uh, honor nice way to honor frank sure. from jim nance on a national level so uh we say all that to say uh, we remember frank fallon very fondly and uh and uh, today is the date of his birthday would have been 91 years old today all right, we're off and running. Let's uh, take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Uh, today's another birthday. Uh, Sawyer Simcox's birthday mm-hmm. is today. New son of Kristen and Stephen Simcox. I know Q has talked about that. We'll talk about that a little bit more. And glad they settled on Sawyer and not on the name that this uh, Filipino couple uh, <laughs> decided to name their child. We'll share that with you when we come back. A little bit later, Fran Frischilla talking about working basketball at the Olympics this year. John Morris Show off and running, brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and still very muggy conditions. Low temperatures fall to 73 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny, hot and humid tomorrow, high of 97. Our heat index tops out at 101. And the same story on Friday, mostly sunny skies, a high of 96 with a heat index right at 100 degrees. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Recently on the John Moore Show. 
Randy Flagler, our guest, Baylor grad, part of the uh, Chicago Fire uh, television show that is very successful. Through the years, like you see certain character names, and I start laughing because I know it's one of our fraternity buddies, like last name and so on. I, very just, cool. I, I keep it to myself, but it's very funny. I, I remember the first time I noticed that, it was, I think, 2016, when right. Corey Jefferson was a character on the show, <laughs> and, right. and that was obviously an homage to uh, Corey Jefferson, who played basketball at Baylor. Exactly, yeah. No, it's, I think there's little hidden secrets in there that sometimes I might be the only one of the cast, you know, that, that gets them. And actually, you mentioned in the Armstrong Browning yeah, Library, yeah. I started laughing. I, I'm, I'm hoping my mic was off because I had forgotten that, that reality thing. But oh, it's yeah. like, when I saw it, it was like, is that, did Derek write this one? Like, I got to check because it's like a total, you know, totally the library, you know. Listen to the voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Feel like you're missing out on the Fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive through and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple Margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. For over 15 years, Wings Pizza and Things in Temple has been your go-to spot to watch the game and fuel up on great food. As the name implies, you can get delicious wings in 15 different flavors and amazing fresh-made pizzas. But that's not all that's on the menu. Try one of their burgers, sandwiches, or wraps. Or check out their new specials, which include two for $28 meal deals or their family feast. And you can top your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Wings Pizza and Things is family-friendly and has more than 60 TVs, so you know your game is on. Go to wingsintemple.com for their menu. Come join us. Howmet Aerospace, situated in Waco for 48 years and now hiring for several positions. Howmet produces fasteners for industrial applications such as transportation, renewable energy, and automotive. Howmet Aerospace is looking for production technicians, quality engineers, machining techs, maintenance electricians, and more. Most positions require a mechanical aptitude or background, and all jobs require a high school diploma or GED. Howmet Aerospace offers a complete benefits package from day one. Go to howmet.com slash join us. Search Waco for a complete listing. Back with us, John Morris, Ward White's in studio. John Morris Show. We'll visit with Fran Frischella coming up next uh, segment here. I want to mention and say congratulations again to Stephen and Kristen Simcox. Young Sawyer Simcox was born around 2 a.m. this morning, so congratulations to them. I think, Ward, what Stephen told us on Monday was they were going in at at 1 o'clock, right? 1 p.m.? Pretty early, On Monday afternoon? Mm -hmm. I think that's right. And uh, then Young Sawyer said, I'm going to delay things a little bit, (laughs) not not make an appearance until 2 a.m., 
this morning. So, uh, but everything, everyone is is reportedly doing very well, and that's great news. Congratulations to Stephen and Kristen. Very happy for them. And uh, Sawyer, uh, by all reports, again is doing very very well. Uh, Sawyer was a name they had picked out. He told us that ahead of time, uh, and a good name. I mean, I like the alliteration. Sawyer Simcox. That mm-hmm. sounds great. Good yeah, strong good. name. Yeah, very good. Uh, there was a a man uh, in the Philippines. Uh, they just had a, he and his wife just had a baby, mm-hmm. and uh, the name of that child is Hypertext Markup Language uh, Rayo Pascal. Pascal is the last name. First name, Hypertext Markup Language. You know better as HTML. <laughs> they named their child HTML. Uh, okay. go, goes with his line of work, uh, the business that he is in, and apparently uh, different names run in the family. Uh, Mac Pascal, a web developer, <laughs> is the dad, but Mac is, is short for, his real name is Macaroni85. Okay, that's mm-hmm. the dad's name. Uh, their sister's name is Spaghetti88. Uh, let's see. Uh, Pascal's sister, Spaghetti88, has two children named Cheese Pimento and Parmesan Cheese. Nicknames, of course, Chippy and Pee Wee. Uh, they have cousins named Design and Research. So HTML is is not one of the it is one of but is not the craziest name of anybody in that family. Yeah, he's got the most normal name of the family. <laughs> HTML. All right, so uh, congratulations to them. Uh, HTML Pascal uh, <laughs> is the name. We I would go with uh, Sawyer uh, Simcox. Uh, mm-hmm. Much easier uh, to uh, you have an easier time. Does HTML have a nickname? You know, as the kid grows up. Hey, H. Maybe it's just H. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> There's got to be a nickname the in there somewhere. Somewhere, maybe. Yeah, but HTML Pascal is the uh, young child's name. Hmm. All right, let's let's uh, let's take wow. a break. When we come back, we'll be joined by Fran Frischilla, our good friend, does college basketball all year long for ESPN ABC. And uh, we'll ask him about Baylor winning the national championship from a Baylor and Big 12 perspective and just the dominant run through the tournament by the Bears. Also, want to get Fran to talk about uh, him being selected to do basketball in the Olympics this year. Uh, the Olympics, you know, pushed from last year in Tokyo, obviously because of the pandemic. It's coming up, I think, July 23rd is the start date for the Olympics this year in Tokyo. And Fran will be a part of the broadcast for basketball for NBC. Talk to him about all of that when we come back. Hey, glad you're with us. Stay with us. We'll be right back. John Morris, Ward Whites, here on ESPN and Fox Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really good program with really good coaches and players every year. And You know, I'm sitting here staring at the trophy in my office right now, and it's it's making me smile, but it makes me want to go back and get another one. Game Time, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. Exceptional experience, extraordinary results. 
That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry. Trial lawyers with over 100 years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. Steckler, Wayne, Cochran, Cherry now has an office in Waco managed by local attorney Craig Cherry. Craig is triple board certified. Fewer than 1% of all lawyers in Texas are triple board certified. If you need a lawyer that has exceptional experience and provides extraordinary results for clients, call them in Waco, 254-651-3690. Again, that's 254-651-3690. You can also visit the website and learn more about the firm at www.swclaw.com. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at pioneerboys.com. Rediscover the thrill of driving with power and exceptional handling and control in a new 2021 Cadillac from Richard Car Cadillac. Whether you drive the dynamic 2021 CT4 or CT5 sedan or the sporty and spacious XT4, XT5, or XT6 lineup of SUVs, starting at only 32.9, the Cadillac of your dreams is waiting now to make your 2021 an exceptional year at an affordable price. Test drive from the expansive selection at Richard Car Cadillac or let us bring a test drive to you. Go to richardcarcadillac.com to schedule a test drive today. I'm Ward Weitz with your Central Texas Sports Update. Kevin Durant had 49 points last night as the Nets beat the Bucks 114-108 to take a 3-2 lead in the East semifinals last night. The L.A. Clippers' Kawhi Leonard is expected to miss tonight's Game 5 against the Utah Jazz with a right knee injury and could be out the remainder of the series. The Clippers are at the Jazz tonight for Game 5. That series tied at 2. Tip is at 9 o'clock. And in the early game, the Hawks are at the 76ers. That series is also tied at 2. Tip is at 6.30. Phoenix Suns point guard Chris Paul has entered the NBA health and safety protocols and is out indefinitely. He could miss the Western Conference Finals. Astros beat the Rangers last night 6-3. Game 2 of that series tonight, 7-10 first pitch. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Listening to the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris, Ward White's pleased to be joined by our good friend Fran Frischella, ESPN, uh, ABC Basketball, and uh, let's see what's going on this time of year, middle of June with Fran. Hey, Fran, welcome to you and appreciate you being on with us. Yeah, right now, John, I'm trying to get into my uh, parking spot in uh, Colorado Springs. <laughs> oh, Colorado Springs. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and... Uh, so we're up here. We're, you know, I don't know if you know this, but we're making a full-time move up here in the next week. No. I will no longer be a Dallas native, so uh, re- or resident. So 
That is big uh, news. I didn't know that. Great big move. News. Yeah, great move as it hits like 98 here in Texas, you know, and you're going to Colorado Springs. Hey, that's a great, great choice there. Well, that's a, it's a wife's decision, but I'm, I'm, I'm a part of it. and All's good and anxious for the summer and uh, the fall and then the uh, Back back 12 basketball here in a few months. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, that's good to know. That's great. Hey, you have uh, uh, been selected to do basketball for the Olympics this year. Congratulations. What a cool deal that is. It'll be fun, John. It'll be my second Olympics for NBC, and thanks to ESPN for loaning me out. Uh, They've done that with a number of our ESPN people uh, pitching in. And uh, now the, the good news is I'm going to the Olympics the semi-good news, or bad news, depending on how you look at it, because I love to travel, is I will not be in Tokyo. Many of us uh, involved with NBC Sports coverage will be calling the games from um, the home of NBC Sports in Stamford, Connecticut. So I'll be up there for about 17 days and uh, up late at night because there's a 13-hour time difference. But I'm honored to do it, and uh, we're going to get to watch a lot of cool basketball. Yeah, that would, would have been my second question. Will you be in Tokyo, uh, but doing things remotely, as NBC uh, ha- will do with uh, quite a number of sports this year, right? Yes. Yeah, and it's amazing. When we did it in 16, I was in uh, – that was a little longer. I think I was there 24 days. And uh, the hotels, the Sheridan Stanford and the Sheridan the Marriott Stanford. They're like frat houses because you you know everybody there is covering field hockey and uh, and soccer and basketball and handball and whatever other sports uh, you know that are part of the Olympics. Quite a few, obviously. And um, people, you know, you see the analysts, got ex coaches, players, play by play people from different parts of the country. Oftentimes, people you've worked with before, so it's really fun. You get to meet a lot of people and. Uh, and it's it was a great experience in 16. It should be another great experience. By the way, NBC Sports has a great commissary. Mm, there you so, go. So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Very good. What, what is, You said the time difference is 13 hours. So what time yeah. uh, will you be doing games for the most part? I know I know it'll probably be a, a long stretch, but when would be what would yeah. be a normal workday for you? I guess. Well, I'm not sure how we're going to go about covering all the games. I've been told that we're going to take, we're going to we're going to broadcast every game, even those on tape delay. But it, it, yeah, I've seen games as early. Ready for this? Not as 9 p.m. Okay. But a lot, a lot of 12:40 a.m. Eastern times. Yeah. A lot of 4:20 a.m. Eastern times and some 7 a.m. Wow. Eastern times. So you know, do the math. Central time mountain time and you get the idea that it's going to be but say that let's just say it's the overnight shift yeah, john yeah how how are you with that how are you as an overnight guy <laughs> you know i'm fine i listen i get to call basketball watch it get a couple of few really cool polo shirts and and getting paid yeah uh to cover something that i would probably do for free but don't tell them that uh, but you know me i just like being around the game and and uh, you know and of course international hoops is my one of my hobbies. So, uh, you know, it doesn't matter which team I actually was studying up on Iran last night, <laughs> uh, you know, truthfully, uh, they're in the USA's, uh, bracket. Now the, uh, Vince Carter is going to do the USA games and only be six USA games for them to get to the gold medal if they're lucky enough to do it. So there's 20 other Olympic games and I'll do the vast majority of the, uh, 
the other 20. I got you. All right. Very good. What is, uh, what's that study uh, like? I, I, I'm guessing that NBC provides just reams of material for you to study. They've started it. There's no question. <clears throat> the minutia of the, of the games themselves and, you know, for example, your, your listeners probably didn't know this, but this will be the third time Iran uh, participates in the, basket, uh, the Olympic basketball tournament. 48 and 2008. So there, there's some minutiae like that. But I, I, you know me, John. I'm on the Internet. I'm Google. I'm looking for stories on, you know, Jokic and Bogdanovich mm-hmm. and, and uh, Rudy Gobert. You know, the good news now is so many of these guys that are in the Olympic Games, um, and by the way, there's still four teams that have to qualify. There's still four sites. There's eight teams and there's four more. It'll be a 12-team tournament. But the cool thing about the Olympics nowadays for basketball is many of the guys who play for their countries um, are actually in the NBA. Hmm. So Evan Fournier and, and uh, Rudy Gobert for France and, you know, hopefully Jokic, uh, yeah, he's going to rest in the Olympic qualifying. They announced that today he is not going to be with Serbia during the Olympic qualifying, but they still have a good chance to qualify. And if he's, if he, you know, um, if they do qualify for one of those last four spots, he'll probably go. So, you know, a lot of these guys are familiar to to NBA fans and basketball fans in general. Fran, how much does your uh, your background and your knowledge of international basketball? How much does that pay off getting ready for these games? Uh, huge! It's huge because um, you know the globe has shrunk. It really has. We watch college basketball now with. Uh, you know, just take your guys, Flo Thamba and, and Big John. Um, you know, the and go back to 2004 and five with Aaron Bruce mm-hmm. and you know Big Mama Do and and college games changed dramatically, but the NBA has changed dramatically as well. Almost 25 percent of the league is born outside of the United States now, and uh, in many cases, John, over the last 15 or so years, I've been part of the draft coverage for ESPN uh, with the international guys in mind. So, yeah, many of, the, many of these kids I've been watching since they were 15 or 16 or 17, they're all grown now. And uh, I just love basketball in general, but international hoops is, uh, is really a hobby. And the truth is, um, you know, international basketball has made both college and NBA basketball even better and more watchable, honestly. Wow, interesting. Fran Fraschilla, our guest, uh, college basketball analyst, uh, but doing the the Olympics for NBC coming up beginning in about a month from now. And, Fran, uh, it's great to have you on, and uh, we're never going to shy away from this subject. Uh, what were your thoughts as Scott Drew and the Bears uh, ran their way, really ran to the yeah. national championship this year? Well, it's funny, as I was thinking about, you you know, you guys calling me, I was like, you know, Waco, Texas, home of the NCAA basketball champions. You know, it's it's kind of been a long journey for Scott Drew and for the fans and the staff and the announcers and then the guys that, like me who get to cover the team from an ESPN standpoint. Amazing run. Uh, you know, you and I, I wouldn't say saw it coming, John, but um, you and I both, uh, along with some many others, saw the building blocks being put in place year by year. And so the culmination to have a team this good with this many high character guys uh, coached by a great coaching staff at a, you know, what, what, what is a great university was, uh, was fun, you know? So kind of feel like I'm the, I feel like the uncle at the wedding, you know, like, <laughs> All right. I'm not, 
I'm not close to the. I'm not that close to the bride and groom, but I'm close enough that I kind of know know what's been going on with Baylor basketball through the years. So it was uh, just an amazing run, and um, it was great to see. And you know, as you know, my son Matt's at Villanova, and, yeah. and Villanova wound up gave, giving them their toughest game, being up I think twelve half. So. Um, but they they beat some great teams, including a great Gonzaga team. Yeah, what a tournament uh, for the Bears! And and you and I saw each other probably the last time we saw each other. You did a game in the Farrell Center, and uh, that was when Baylor was just coming back from that three week yeah. break. That was tough to overcome, wasn't it? But uh, but Baylor was yep. able to do that and then finish really really strong. Well, I'll tell you, I tell people this when they ask me about Baylor, I I say. Matthew saved the season, and you're probably scratching your head too. Sure. But yeah. I, I, I think that uh, even in the game at West Virginia, which I, which I called and broadcast with Bob Wachusen from our homes, even the game that clinched the Big Twelve title was kind of touch and go until, you know, you think it would be Butler or Teague or Mitchell, but in fact it was the ten straight points by Matt Meyer hmm. in the middle of the second half that almost got them their swag back. That's what I tell people. I thought that was the point in time after COVID and how much it had really uh, hit the team hard. Matthews, 10 points in that middle of the second half in Morgantown, kind of, it was like, okay, you know what? If Matthew Myers fearless, we can be fearless too. And, uh, so I always tell people that was the turning point of the season. Wow, that's a really good point. Fran, you, you've you uh, been here and, and seen the building blocks fall in place with Coach Drew and Coach Tang and the staff and this team. You've seen that through the years, and you, you saw this type of season coming. But explain to our listeners how tough that is to win a national championship when you have to go through the gauntlet yeah. of all those good teams to win the title. Oh, there's no question. There's so many great coaches that never get a chance to do it. So many great players and teams, and you know, you just you know, you, you see teams before the season, and you say that team has it, and then somebody gets hurt. Or in this particular year, COVID took such a bite out of teams. You know, like it did Baylor for three weeks, and you know, really, you got to have great team. You have to have a great team, John. You have to have challenging, but you have to have great fortune too. And um, you know, Baylor was very fortunate that they uh they were they managed to overcome the the uh the hiatus um by the time they got to uh uh Kansas City and it's interesting I'm now that I'm I'm recalling the phone call with coach Drew the night they lost to Oklahoma State mm-hmm. and he was he wasn't excited that they lost but he said you know this is going to be a silver lining because we can actually we really haven't been able to practice and I know he's probably told you something similar sure but once once they lost and stayed in the bubble in Kansas City and then got to Indianapolis, you know they obviously got back to the team that they were supposed to be because they finally could were a healthy and b could finally practice because as you know at the end of the regular season they were just glad to get you know ten healthy bodies right. on the court uh, without without the benefit of really being sharp and practicing so it, it's really historic. There's no question. Um, it's historic for the university, for the Big 12, for the state of Texas. And, uh, you know, it couldn't have happened to a finer group of kids. That That's for sure. And uh, it's crazy, John, but in this competitive league that you and I are a part of, and as much as there's a, um, uh, you know, I don't want to say animosity because I don't feel the animosity anymore um, among coaches. I, I feel like this incredible pride, A, in the league, and B, the competitiveness night in, night out. But I guarantee you there were a lot of happy coaches uh, 
for Scott and Baylor because they represented the league so well because you and I have been talking about this the last decade or so. Over the last decade, it has been the best league in college basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe some years, maybe not the best, but in a, in a 10-year period, absolutely the best league in college basketball. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you there. All right, final question for you, and we'll let you uh, let you go play in the snow there in Colorado Springs. Uh, <laughs> but you're a good person to ask this question, and Pat Nunley and I were talking about this just this morning. What is the challenge for Baylor to to get past the national championship, celebrate it, but get past it, yeah. and then at some point they've got to turn the page to next season? What is that challenge for this team? It, you know, it's it's hard. Uh, it's hard, and and um, I don't have any doubt that you know Coach Drew and the staff will figure out ways to keep the next group motivated. And the next group's going to have guys that have never played in the national championship game. You know, James Akin, Joe's a terrific freshman coming in. So, you know, it's a whole different race. But um, you know, some Baylor fans may not like me saying this, but that's that's the that's the greatness of. Of, of Bill Self in Kansas is that, you know, they were able to stay on top of the mountain for so long in the league. And I think that's the next challenge for Baylor is to, you know, maintain um, greatness mm-hmm. and great greatness is, can be, it can be elusive and they may not have the talent next year that they did this year, but they're still going to have a very good team. So, you know, that's the beauty of uh, competition is you get to do it again and, you know, try to get back to where you were and knowing, what we know of Scott Drew, I have a feeling he is not going to have a problem being motivated. <laughs> you know that's right, right? He will yeah. be ready to go, and he'll have the team ready to go. <laughs> hey, it is so great to visit with you. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being on with us. Uh, congratulations on doing the Olympic work again this year. We'll watch for you there. And thanks for your time today. Uh, give our best to Meg and enjoy Colorado Springs. I will, John. Always great to catch up, and we'll we'll see you probably in a couple months at uh, practice. That sounds great. Fran, thanks very much. The great Fran Frischella, basketball analyst for uh, ESPN for ABC, working the Olympics for NBC. As he said, on loan uh, to NBC, that's a pretty high-level deal, Ward, you know, to to have someone as high-profile as Fran mm-hmm. uh, to NBC. You know, I could see NBC asking, hey, can we use him on our networks, you know, for basketball? Uh, but for ESPN to, to uh, allow that to happen, that's a really big deal. It is a big deal, and, and it's probably because it's the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. I mean, any other time, I don't know that that may happen. It might, it might not. I don't know, but uh, that's that's a great deal for NBC to be able to get ESPN to to allow him to do it because. Look, there's nobody you won't do in it besides Fran. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just who you won't do in those games. Yeah, can't wait to see him there. All right, great to visit with Fran Frischilla. Appreciate him and uh, his friendship through the years. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Coming to you from the Allen Samuels Studios here on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. Joined now by Mike McGraw. Uh, welcome back to the program. And, and what did you what did you make of uh, Phil Mickelson at age 50 winning the PGA Championship. He reminded me a lot of what Jack Nicklaus did in 1986 the Masters, and that is he was a player well past his prime, wasn't even particularly in good form of late. Once he got in contention in a big event, he, he remembered how to win. And Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday from 3 to 4 on ESPN Central Texas. 
It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in-and-out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday 8 to 6 and Saturday 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Are you nearly maxed out on your credit cards? It doesn't matter if you're using your credit cards for fun or to survive. At the end of the month, your statements come in. And you can either pay them or you can't. If you can't, late fees and interest rates get tacked on. And now you're struggling just to make the minimum payment due. Do you feel trapped? Am I talking to you? Good, because I personally researched some companies that can help you. They may be able to reduce your credit card balances by 50% and stop the late fees. If you qualify, please call our special debt hotline number right now for a complimentary free five-minute consultation. Deal with your credit card problem now before it gets much worse and put more money back in your pocket. Trust me, I've been there too. Call right now. 800-948-1659-800-948-1659-800-948-1659-800-948-1659. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive.
final segment. Wrap things up. John Morris Show on this Wednesday afternoon. Hot again out there. I uh, know a lot of folks uh, in our family ward, I don't know about yours, they're looking for a pool to jump into right now. <laughs> it is uh, it is downright hot out there, so uh, be careful if you have to be outside for an extended period of time. Yeah, that heat index is what starts yeah. getting you this time of year. And That's it. When you finally see that come back into the forecast, you go, uh-oh. Yeah. They're, they're, they're getting serious on us. <laughs> yeah, getting serious. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, baseball Rangers Astros again uh, coming up tonight. Do you see how that game ended last yes, night? I what did. a finish, it man. It was oh, amazing. Great game uh, last night, and uh, same two play again tonight. Are you keeping up with the Silver Boot? Yeah, that would make it 5-3 now in favor of the uh, Astros. Astros, who Mm -hmm. win with a grand slam in the 10th inning. Mm -hmm. Tied it with a home run by Correa in the 9th. Tied it 2-2 and then won it with an Altuve grand slam in the 10th inning. So, well well played game by both last night. Yeah, you know, the, the Astros are a much better baseball team than the Rangers. I mean, let's be honest about it. The Rangers are not very good baseball team right now. They're very young. Uh, their pitching rotation is still trying to figure it out. And, and right now they're just not hitting the baseball. And we were talking earlier today about, you know, this Ranger team, that's kind of a, a reversal role for the Rangers because used to when you'd go watch Juan Gonzalez and, and those guys play, and then even after that, you know, Beltre was in there. You know, they were putting up a lot of runs, 13 runs a game, yeah. nine runs a game was not unheard of right. on a nightly basis, but they just couldn't keep the pitching to keep up with them, and they'd lose fourteen to thirteen. Yeah, you yeah. know, and now now they can't get they can't scratch across the run right now. So yeah. it's it's a little bit different for Ranger fans. Yeah. So Rangers Astros comes up uh, again tonight from Houston. Mm-hmm. Let me mention a few uh, birthdays before we get out of here. It is uh, Matt Mursky's birthday. Matt played football at Baylor. Good friends with Doug Furch. Uh, they played uh, football together. Happy birthday to Matthew Mursky. Uh, who else is on this list? Uh, list scanning down again. That's about. I'll check one of the lists, but that might be it. Certainly, Frank Fallon at the top of the list. We started the hour talking about Frank, and this uh, would have been his ninety-first birthday today. Uh, oh, it's Holly Rose's birthday. Uh, we had Fran Frischilla on from ESPN. Holly from ESPN. Happy birthday to Holly Rowe. And Levi Norwood's birthday is today. Former Baylor uh, do-it-all punt returner and receiver. Even played a little basketball during his time at Baylor. So happy birthday to uh, Levi as well. Happy birthday to those folks. Ward, anybody to add to the birthday list today? Little Simcox, I guess that's it. There you go. Sawyer Simcox. Today's his <laughs> birthday, isn't it? So maybe he has a career in broadcasting with his dad, a highly successful broadcaster. Yes. And born on the same date as Frank Fallon. How about that? That's that gives that's you a good, good start. I know, exactly. That'd give you a very good start. Mm-hmm. So uh Sawyer Simcox born at two AM, two AM ish this morning uh congratulations again to steven and Kristen, and they uh by all reports are doing very very well all right happy birthday to those folks uh we appreciate fran for being on with us one uh when closing frank fallon story to wrap things up uh, in the 2 p.m hour on uh, on frank's birthday uh so many stories uh we could fill a lot of airtime and a lot of uh written pages talking about Frank and and talking about stories. One of my all-time favorites was in uh, 
I think it was 1990. It was either 89 or 90. I think 90. It was when Arkansas was about to leave the Southwest Conference for the SEC. And it was our last trip to Fayetteville to play a game there. Uh, It was a big game. And uh, at that point, Razorback Stadium had no lights, if you can believe it. In 1990, they had no lights. ABC wanted to televise the game. So they had to bring in portable lights to Razorback Stadium for this Baylor-Arkansas game. And it was going to start late afternoon, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, something like that. So they definitely needed the lights. Well, as as the game progressed and the lights began taking effect, they, they weren't very good. There were some really odd <laughs> shadows and some dark spots on the field. And I remember Frank and I during breaks kind of talking about, you know, ooh, it just didn't look good down there. I wonder how it looks on TV because – TV needs a lot of candle power, you know, to to make it look good on the field. But it just didn't look very good. And there were some odd shadows. And there was one point in the game uh, where a Razorback player kind of breaks around the left end. I can still see it from our booth down to the – and it was frigid cold there, this game as well. I don't remember the date on it. It must have been late in the season. Mm -hmm. But it was bitterly cold, I think, in the single digits. We're in a booth, and uh, Frank was like I am or I learned from him. Windows open is always preferable. But we had the windows closed that night (laughs) (laughs) because it was that cold. And, in fact, there was a uh, heating unit uh, uh, down along the baseboard Uh, So uh, I had my shoes off and my feet up on the heater on the floor. So we were pretty toasty, actually, in the booth and and just looked out and, man, it was cold out there. So add all that in, darkness setting in, you know, a cold night in the hills of Fayetteville. It was a low-scoring game. Razorback player breaks around the left end, and uh, and Frank's call is, you know, he's looking through his binoculars, and his call is, and -and so-and-so breaks out, 5-4-3-2-1, touchdown Razorbacks, and the next thing out of his mouth was there's an anteater on the field and i looked at him and i looked back at craig harper our uh, our producer in the booth and uh, our engineer and craig mouths anteater <laughs> and i looked down there and frank then looks uh, away from his binoculars and over at me and just laughs you know i had this belly laugh that was great and he said i'm sorry i thought i saw an anteater <laughs> on the field <laughs> and what it was was apparently one of those motorized razorback helmets that uh-huh. shot out on the field when the arkansas player you know scored the touchdown and that's what shot out there and that's what he saw and uh, in his mind it was a ra- it was a, an anteater i mean that's the first thing that came to mind was there's an anteater on the field but you know what he said it and delivered it with such authority who's to question frank fallon you know <laughs> there was an anteater on the field huh? yeah sure if frank says it it must be true but wow. it was so funny and then we laughed uh you know the rest of the night about it and, and laughed really every year about that um uh, just talking about anteaters being indigenous to fayetteville arkansas (laughs) but it was so funny i mean his delivery oh i wish i had that tape his uh delivery was so good and so smooth and so authoritative that nobody's going to question that there's not an anteater on the field that was an all-timer oh, right there. That, that was great. one of the all-timers, uh, and there were many through the years. All right, uh, we remember Frank Fallon today on what would have been his 91st birthday. We're uh, out of here. we got to move out, and Matt Mosley is coming up next. Stay tuned for the Matt Mosley Show. Thanks to Fran Frischilla, who is on with us. We appreciate you tuning in today. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow afternoon at 2 p.m., Right now, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next on ESPN Central Texas.
And this ball game belongs to the Beta Bears. Recently on Game Time. We're joined now by the national champion head coach, Mitch Thompson. Having played in the championship game in 15, we were on the doorstep. In 17, we had a great club, and we've been pretty consistent. I think we've been able to put together a really